0: Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL 2 I am Benjamin Light.
1: And I am Marco Sparks.
0: And today we're talking about S4E16 Close Encounters. He sounded kind of, uh, I don't know, unenthused when he said that.
1: I am Marco Sparks.
0: Yeah. Getting right into 4B of Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. We open on the liars are driving through the woods to the Busy Bee Inn.
1: Well, again, this is a Janelle Lennon episode written by, uh, directed by Arthur Anderson. Um, Not the yeah. accountant. Yeah. <laughs> so um the driver the liar's driving towards the busy being yet again much like they're trying to do last week's episode spencer's driving Well, oh, the- this is
0: this is after a sent them that taunting text message so that's why they're headed there
1: well so real quick this this is if you want to get really nitpicky and nerdy for fun this is the same night mm-hmm. this is a long night because as i worked this out and i could be vastly wrong um they left in the previous this night a uh, mm-hmm. previous episode, around 6 p.m., after 6 p.m., sure, sure. Spencer said that they were late. Theoretically, they drove for about two hours. They broke well, down.
0: Well, not necessarily. We know that it took Travis two hours to get there. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a two-hour drive.
1: Well, they they drove for a sim- significant amount of been, time. He could have just been, like,
0: busy for an hour or something.
1: Possibly. Drove for at least a significant amount of time, broke down, waited for Travis for at least two hours, rode back to Roosevelt of Travis— Possibly a significant drive. They chilled in their homes.
0: Let's call so, it all six hours. So it's, it's midnight. Well,
1: probably about an hour at least. Now they're driving yet again to the busy BN. That's a late night. Anyway, so the seating arrangement is the exact opposite every way that it was in the previous episode.
0: Yeah, I found that fascinating. It's like the real liars have to sit up front now. The the prime liars, if you will, I mean, according to the theory.
1: It's not even just that the, the they switch front seat, back seat. They but switch the, sides, too.
0: mm-hmm R is in the passenger seat. Spencer's driving. Uh, and then Emily and Hannah are sitting behind them, reversed to where they were before.
1: Yeah, um, Spencer's John, Yeah, Arya like uh, you know chastises Spencer from the shotgun. Like, can't this thing go any faster? Because Arya. amazing GPS says the inn is just a mile up the road.
0: Arya is like, would it help if I got out and pushed? <laughs> Spencer says it might.
1: Hannah points out that if A has been at the inn since the A text came in, aren't they going to be too late?
0: And uh, Emily just looks sad. And Spencer says, hey, you know, we're not going to know till we get there. And Emily says, that's if Allie's even there. Mm-hmm. And she says, we're going on something she wrote in a journal two years ago. And Spencer just kind of grips the wheel and Aria points out the turnoff. Right. So we get to the inn, the inside of this place. It's kind of semi-abandoned. There's some kind of clothes strewn around, a makeshift bed on the floor. Mm-hmm. The liars yeah. enter with weapons. Emily has a hammer because she's a builder. <laughs> Spencer has her hockey stick because she's a competitor. Hannah has an aer- like one of those like aerobic dumbbells that you might power jog with or something. Nice, uh, you know, all about her body transformation there. Mm-hmm. What does Arya have? Arya has a tire iron, because she's a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not there's not Ezra's wife. Not Ezra's wife. There's no one in there. Uh, there's a window that has like a big smashed hole in it, and Hannah's like, "What the hell's happened here?" Hannah, or I'm sorry, Emily. She looks out the blinds. Uh, and there's a very cool angle. We're looking outside through the broken window, and it's Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spencer says, looks like there's some kind of struggle.
1: CSI here.
0: Mm-hmm. Arya picks up a dress and says uh, she could definitely see Allie wearing this. Thanks, Arya. <laughs> Detective Arya, there.
1: <laughs> She's like, it's last season, but I could see Allie wearing mm-hmm.
0: this. And Hannah says, if Allie was here, where did she go? And he says, maybe she fought A off and got away. And Spencer says, yeah, or he took her somewhere else. And Harry says, or worse.
1: Arya is the or worse girl.
0: <laughs> She's like, I've decided to be that girl on this trip. Uh-huh. And then a door kind of creaks closed behind them. And they turn around at the noise. And scrawled into the wood on this door is, you're too late, A. I
1: just want to quickly reference the uh, joke from years ago in South Park. Uh, of The morticians show up after, uh, like, Stan's grandma, or has been like, like her body's been taken from the, uh, the, the cemetery, and these guys, like, they have the jar of mayonnaise. Do you remember this jar? I,
0: no, I, I don't. I've not seen that episode.
1: I, I'm not going to go into the whole thing then because it's mm-hmm. filthy. Um, yeah. So you're too late. A eh, and the Liars are basically like, oh shit. So after the credits, we're it's the next day. We're in the church during the daytime. Emily walks in. She's on the phone of Hannah. Um, Emily's carrying like a covered, you know, like dish of food. And she says to Hannah, the worst part is not knowing what happened to her.
0: And then we we see Hannah's in her room. She looks like she's like cleaning out the closet, like throwing a bunch of clothes in a box. Uh, I have one word for as far as Hannah's concerned, and that word is creeping. Hannah is wearing, I think, my favorite outfit from her. It's just a t-shirt, a light blue t-shirt with big... Uh, kind of like negative space letters on the front it says creeping in all caps
1: oh I, I it's believe, perfect i believe that you and i watched this episode together when it aired for real mm-hmm. and once we realized that that's what her shirt said we almost lost our minds
0: it perfectly reflects hannah's character in this episode i think hannah's creeping
1: it's like she puts on like a TLC or a Radiohead song, and she's just like, you know what I feel like today? My creeping shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Hannah's saying, uh, it's, or Emily's saying the, the worst part is not knowing what happened to Ally. And Hannah says, it's like deja vu all over again. Mm-hmm. And Emily's saying, it's just the thought of Ally in that room makes my skin crawl. And Hannah's like, Nah, eh, I don't think she was saying there. At least not last night. Yeah. And Emily's like, how can you say that? You saw the room, the broken window, the message on the door.
1: And that's Hannah's point. It's an orgy of evidence that it's all too neat, and a little too neat. Hannah, a little
0: smarter than the liars give her credit for.
1: Yeah. Emily asks if Hannah is just an a orchestrator that orchestrated the whole scene for their benefit. Hannah asks where Emily is right now. Um, Emily says that she's at the church and that her mom wanted her to drop off a pie for the bake sale. So Hannah tells Emily to just call her later. So Emily hangs up. She walks over to some candles. Um, behind her, we see the feet of someone in dark shoes coming into the church. Uh, I believe it's like the same black Chuck Taylors that we've seen before. Uh, And Emily's by the candles. This person sneaks off to the side.
0: Yeah, Emily doesn't notice this. Uh, I had to say great lighting in this scene. It's obviously like kind of morning. There's a a hazy light coming in. I'm pretty sure that's actually natural light. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a a nice shot of the kind of hazy dustiness of the church. Someone is creeping around behind Emily. She does not not notice.
1: You know, so we're not saying A. Yeah, it's kind of... uh, creepy. Well, for, uh who
0: knows? Who just knows. saying.
1: It's it's kind of creepy uh, for a church during the day. Mm-hmm. So we cut got to Toby's loft where it's all going down. Uh, Spencer's just chilling there on the couch, you know, like playing on her phone. Boxers and a the, t-shirt. Do Toby's, you think she's
0: like uh, checking her stocks maybe or something?
1: Sure, sure. She's definitely wearing Toby's, you know, boxers and t-shirts. Uh, she looks amazing. Knock on the door for a half a second. I think second. it's
0: Toby's shirt. Those could be her boxers.
1: Well, I think for half a second after that knock on the door, Spencer's thinking, who the hell besides me comes to see Toby?
0: <laughs> but curiosity gets better for her. she's going to get up and go answer it because Toby's nowhere around, it seems. So she opens the door and it's Peter Hastings who and is? the looks they give each other is they both kind of like, oh, shit, you. Oh, shit, you. And then Peter looks down and kind of takes in what she's wearing. And it's just like, uh
1: <laughs> well, she's wearing like. What, in his mind, is clearly post-fuck boyfriend.
0: Well, commendable of Peter to not throw a huge shit fit about this. I mean, he's he's not, like, a great guy or anything, but this could have gone a lot worse. And Peter's going to take his like,
1: frustrations out in different ways.
0: Dan, how did, you know do, how did you know I'd be here? And he's like, I didn't. I came to see Toby. <laughs> and Spencer's face is like, ah, shit. And he says, I thought you were staying at Hannah's last night. And Spencer says, I changed my mind. I like how she, she just, she's not going to apologize, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, get dressed, you're leaving. And Spencer says, sure. Right after you call mom and explain to her what's going on between you and Mrs. De Laurentiis. And he just like hangs his head, like outmaneuvered. And he actually smiles as though he's like, maybe slightly somewhere in the back of his mind, proud of Spencer for this. Right, right. And Spencer's like, or should I? And she holds up her phone. And he just kind of smiles and walks right in past her. Because mm. that's how the done. that's how the guys roll in Rosewood. They just walk in if the door's open even a little bit.
1: Yeah, I could have done with just five minutes of Peter like shit talking Toby's decorating skills. <laughs> so Peter tells her, you know, Jason fell off the wagon. Jessica and I have been helping him get into rehab. Spencer asks, you know, why all the secrecy? Since it's not like this has hasn't happened before. And Peter says that Jason was arrested for starting a, a fight in a bar. He he didn't want us to tell anyone. We were respecting his wishes. And for a moment there, it's like Spencer's literally never heard the expression respecting someone's wishes <laughs> before. Um, and but she, she
0: realizes. He, huh. As I say, yeah, she connects the dots that uh, this is why Jessica wanted to wait to tell him about the divorce. But uh, before we get on to the next part, I just I just have some notes about the, the set in general. Um, first, we have Peter Hastings. Like, the expressions on his face as he like looks around and takes the place in. It's like he's trying to decide whether or not to be disgusted. Hmm. Also, the TV, like behind the TV, there's a wall that's like just like wooden frames. It's like Hmm. unfinished, has a tarp over it. I went back and looked at episode S3E16. Same situation with the progress of the build there. Hmm. What the fuck has Toby been doing for an entire season?
1: Right. And as somebody pointed out on Twitter, like I think, thinking that you were a little too serious. Like it's, <laughs> it's been just a few months, but Toby's whole thing is that he was staying there for free while remodeling.
0: But he doesn't seem to do much remodeling. I, no, I feel like he, he's stringing these people along.
1: Well, he's decorating quite a bit. I'm thinking like if if that was the deal, you can stay here while you're doing the remodel. If I'm the landlord, I don't want to come up and then see you have like your drafting table set mm-hmm. up in the corner which he does
0: well you know I, I looked up like philadelphia contractor licensing and regulations and whatnot nice um or i should say pennsylvania state they they basically don't exist nice it's like the wild west of contracting Chicago out there style. which that explains how toby can be a teen contractor uh mm-hmm. and get away with it and not you know, like you think like the people who own this place would be like why aren't you done yet you asshole
1: and who? So I guess we're talking about the building owner. It wouldn't necessarily be Zach Baker, bro.
0: Well, it, my Bakerbro impression, my impression is like somebody owns this condo or this loft and they've hired Toby to redo it. And he's taking a sweet fucking time with it.
1: Okay. I guess I, for some reason, I assume that there was some kind of connection with the, uh, the brew.
0: Yeah. It's, it's unclear. Cause they like had a cop had his key, right? Or something.
1: Yeah, they have this key. There was that Maybe it's thing. just because like
0: he has to exit through the brew. Which is a little though. weird.
1: He just chooses to sometimes. Well, there's the, the yeah. rear exit. That yeah, the there's the
0: rear work. exit. That's true. The whole situation is very confusing.
1: Also, we don't know if the toilet works
0: or not.
2: Um,
0: We know <laughs> the other things work. Yeah, toilet. we'll find out some other things. So, uh, yeah, so Spencer's kind of connected the dots. This is why uh, they didn't want to tell Jason about the divorce. And Peter says... They told us any upsetting news could cause a relapse. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that that sounds like a real thing. Yeah. Spencer glares and she wants to know why her dad is working so hard to keep this a secret from mom. And Peter says, Spencer, if I never mentioned Jessica or Jason's name again, it would be too soon for your mother.
1: That makes sense.
0: And Spencer nods and Peter drops this just glowing wisdom here. He says, see, I'm not lying to her. I'm just not sharing everything. There's a difference.
1: Hashtag Hastings shit.
0: Hashtag. Husband of the year.
1: Yeah. Uh, so just then, uh, <laughs> knowing exactly how to make an entrance, comes a soaking wet Toby in a towel who comes glistening. right in the room. And he's like,
0: hey, Towel just Spence. around the waist. Yeah.
1: Hey, Spence, I got the hot water working. And then he sees who's there.
0: Yeah, he comes down the stairs in just this towel. His abs are glistening. And then he, as soon as he announces the hot water's working, he, he sees Peter Hastings. And his face is the most hilarious Toby face I think we've ever seen.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and peter just sighs this he's like "Ah, put some pants on we need to talk about radley and toby looks like he just shit himself yeah yeah And
1: And Peter's just just, gonna see it come down the towel exactly
0: peter just turns around to spencer and he's just like alone you just got cockblocked by your own dad spencer so he just sent you away so he could sit down with abs glistening in a towel toby
1: now, if you remember from last season, all Toby really wants is to get Spencer into some hot water of him. Sometimes mm-hmm. sinisterly looked again. Yeah. Like that's all he's dreamed of was just getting her like into the hot tub or whatever with him. <laughs> so Spencer kind of shrugs and like leaves the room. Um and Spence and Peter, of course, gives a disapproving look to the day laborer that his daughter is boffing. Um so then we cut to Ezra's place where it's all going down. Um Ezra says to Arya you look like you've seen a ghost. She's sitting at his, like, kitchen. I said, it's a weird at the thing table. to say. Yeah, she, he's making her tea. You know, Arya lies. and says that Hannah had a rough night. Or I guess it's true. Um, and just like, oh, I thought she was doing better. And Arya's like, oh, she's up and down. So Arya's outfit, real quick. She's wearing a white cheetah print dress with, like, multicolored
0: marks. Multicolored, like, spots, I guess you would say.
1: Her earrings are just this side of being dream catchers. Mm-hmm. Later on, she'll put on a scarf that has the same amount of mass as her, it seems like.
0: She's got the hair up. She's doing, like, the two, like, tendril bangs. It's, it's a pretty nice hair look for her. She,
1: uh, she looks like she's, like, the fifth sister in a uh, Latin family.
0: Um, it, also, Ezra gives Arya the tea. Uh, and then he sits down to his single piece of toast that is apparently his breakfast. They're such like an, an old person couple already. Like toast and tea.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what a bunch of dorks.
1: So yeah, this is her. Uh, also on his fridge, he still has some crown drawings. Presumably a Malcolm's. They might be mm-hmm. Arya's, for all we know. Yeah, um, and he's
0: he's checking his watch. And Arya's like, oh, I was hoping we could spend the morning together. And he's like, oh, I wish I could. I'm heading to Philly in, in a bit to uh, meet a college buddy. And Arya says, Hardy? Which I love that they called back to that. I really want Hardy to come back on the show at some point.
1: I'm amazed that they haven't. Especially now that Triumph Balsario is going to do a guest spot on Suits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be like... You would think in in real life, Hardy would have like disassociated himself with Ezra when he like confirmed that Ezra was, in fact, like dating his student. I guess, He'd have been like, I mean, sorry, bro, we can't hang anymore.
1: But if like Patrick Adams can find time to be on Orphan Black... Mm-hmm. Why can't he be on PLL?
0: Oh, I, I would definitely like it. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So Ezra says no. This is Curtis, uh, Laxbro buddy of his. Well,
0: the way he says that, it's like you definitely just made that up, didn't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So Ezra suggests dinner. He suggests that they meet at the fuck cabin. Um, Ari doesn't think she should go that far, which could be a euphemism, mm-hmm. you know, in case Hannah needs something.
0: Um. Well, it's like she subconsciously senses that, like. This cabin's not a good idea. Whoa. And so she, she lies and says, like, oh, you know, Hannah, you know, dicey situation, need to be around for her.
1: Well, i just like to, the, the, whatever it is, there is some kind of distance associated with the cabin. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it's close. I mean, it's like basically Jacob's cabin from Lost. It moves around and how close it needs to be to town. <laughs> Surrounded but,
0: uh, by ash to keep Ari inside. Oh, that'd be that'd be wonderful. That's
1: season finale twist right there. So Arya's phone is on the table and she gets a new text. It's from Jake and it says, Can't wait to see you today. <laughs> Ezra sees it. Arya sees it. She flips the phone over. I just awkwardly. know
0: Ezra's thrilled to see that. Yeah.
1: Um, so Ezra says, So Jake's back from his tournament. Arya says, Yeah, Jake got back from Harrisburg last night. So Ezra's like, Oh, morning with me, afternoon with him. And Arya's thinking, like, no, yes. Um, she says, It's not like that. Ezra cuts her off and says, "It's none of my business." And I put you in this position. Take your time and decide. And Arya cuts him off and says that she's made up her mind. He, she pauses for a well, moment. She says,
0: "I'm going to talk to him today."
1: And Ezra is like shocked. He's just like, y- y- "You are?" And she's like, "Yeah, lol." Um, she holds his hand. She says, "You're the one. You always have been." He makes Ezra makes youthful serial killer face so hard.
0: Well, he makes just the creepiest like li- thin-lipped lizard grin. Mm-hmm. Like, like she just said, "You're the one." You always have been. Right. And he's like the look on his face is like he just won at poker or something. <laughs> it's like insane. Well,
1: I wanted Arya to be like, "Look, I'm Arya," and even I thought that was a weird expression. Mm-hmm. Also. Can I just suggest, if anyone ever wants to do like another like Ted Bundy movie, Ian Harding?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, we go over to uh, Hannah's room. Hannah's tossing a bunch of old clothes in a box as Spencer's watching, eating ice cream, I think, is what she's eating.
1: Spencer's wearing a sweater that has giraffes all over
0: it. <laughs> she's sitting on Hannah's bed eating ice cream, watching Hannah. Mm. Uh, and Spencer says, you're really giving all, away all these clothes? It's like half your wardrobe. And Hannah's like, yeah, I'm just sick of the same old things. And she grabs a dress, and Spencer's like, you bought that dress last month. It looks beautiful on you. And Hannah just tosses it to Spencer, and she's like, oh, you like it so much, you can have it. Mm. Spencer looks a little concerned. Hannah's looking through more clothes, and Spencer says, you seemed really upset last night. Do you want to talk about it? And Hannah says, Spence, the last thing I want to do is discuss my feelings over a tub of chunky, chunky monkey. <laughs> Always the strong link between like unhealthy foods and sad feelings for Hannah.
1: But also, you know, her existential crises are almost always locked up in her appearance and her Mm -hmm. relationship with food, which, you know, go hand in hand. Yeah, Hannah picks up a skirt, considers it, and Spencer says, oh, that's, that's your favorite skirt, you know. And Hannah's just like, no, it was Kayla's favorite. She tosses it in the box. Spencer thinks that Hannah needs more time to process all this. Hannah says there's nothing to process. Kayla's moved on, so she's moving on, too. Just then Ashley Marin comes in. She tells Hannah that they're moving everything out of the basement because they have to fix a pipe down there or something.
0: This episode is a wonderful display of various Ashley Marin reaction shots to all the shit her daughter's doing.
1: Well, Ashley Marin has a lot to react to, and of course, as usual, so does Shay Mitchell. But so, Ashley looks around, and she's like, what in the world is happening here? And Hannah says, you've never seen someone clean out their closet before? And Ashley's like, not in this house. (laughs)
0: And Hannah just kind of nods, like, "Okay." Point to point to Mrs. Marin. Mm-hmm. Ashley says, "Maybe you shouldn't be in such a rush to get rid of all these things." And Hannah just walks right past her, and she's like, "Where are you going?" Mm-hmm. Hannah says, "I need more bags." And Hannah leaves, and Ashley just kind of looks over at Spencer, like, eh? "Like what's going on here?" You know? Yeah, I, I want
1: every scene, like on the on the DVDs, which I know they don't do a lot of special features on the DVDs. I think we we saw or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which just imagine commentaries would be amazing. But oh God, uh. Yeah. I want like every like the gag reel or deleted scene or something to be like every scene that Ashley Marin's in as it ends. Her version of Hannah Face is like her hand just comes up out of frame and there's a glass of wine. <laughs> so meanwhile at church, Emily's like lighting some candles. She hears the floorboards creaking. Oh, what around is her. this
0: like Lutheran? Like they're not Catholic. I'm mystified by this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know saying. much about the various. Uh, like Protestant sex or whatnot. There's there's candles being lit, but they're not Catholic. Pastor Ted is like a boogie boarding pastor. There's,
1: there's not enough like guilt for them to be Catholic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nor enough wine. You know, pardon the Ashley Marin there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so Ashley totally seems like a Catholic girl though, right? I mean,
2: yeah, in
1: the best way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, exclusively around Emily is this space that's nothing but, like, snap twigs, floorboards (laughs) creaking, people exhaling. Yeah, so she looks around. She's freaking out, asking if anyone's there. She tries a few doors. They're all locked. Then she turns, and there's motherfucking Shauna right behind her.
0: Yeah, just like, boo, there's Shauna. And Emily's like, Shauna, are you following me? And Shauna's like, I have a message for you, Emily. Emily says, a message from who? And Shauna says, Allison. And then we go to commercial.
1: Shauna delivers all of her dialogue. Like, she might have actually been a ghost all this time.
0: (laughs) attitude, If if only. Uh, Uh, So so we come back from commercial. Emily says, Allison's dead. Isn't that what she told Spencer at the hospital? And Emily walks right past Shauna. Like, she's heading out of here. Shauna says, we both know that's not true. And Allie wants you guys to stop looking for her. It's too dangerous. You almost got her killed at the end last night. Interesting. Shauna seems to be fairly cleared in. Emily says... Why would I believe anything you had to say? You didn't know Allison. And Shauna says, listen, Emily. I've known her since I was three. I grew up next door to her grandparents in Georgia. Emily says, if if you knew Allison, uh, you wouldn't be friends with Jenna. And Shauna says, Allison asked her to come to Rosewood to help figure out who tried to kill her. Jenna's on the list. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer.
1: I wish... I would have friends that would ask me to move to another state to see if I could find <laughs> oh. out who attempted to the murder them.
0: We'll get to that later. And Emily says, if
1: you really are talking to her, prove it. And then Sean yeah. describes how she's like deep undercover in Jenna's post. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember when I first saw this episode, I was wondering if like PLL wasn't going to become like slightly like alias esque like with like dead drops and book mm-hmm. codes and communicating via like personal ads in the newspaper, even though I know they already did that one. Um, so Toby's loft, Peter has just told Toby that Rally wants to offer Toby and his family a settlement. Radley's it looks like a-
0: they're uh, having some coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I want Peter, I want to, Peter like- to be
0: like, you make shit coffee, Toby. Yeah,
1: exactly, and he pours it on the uh, floorboards. <laughs> uh, Rally's not admitting any negligence, but since the accident occurred on their premises, they want to give Toby and his family something for their loss. Toby thought that Peter wanted to shut down rally and Peter says, yeah, he still wants to, but after looking into it, he doesn't think there's enough to substantiate a lawsuit. And Toby says, well, we know Wilden altered the file. And Peter's like, yeah, but he's dead. No one else is willing to testify against Riley.
0: Well, Peter looks gets- so, like, shifty-eyed through this whole conversation. Yeah. Like, like he's Toby- like keeps kind of glancing around. Yeah, Toby looks like he's going to fucking cry now.
1: Sour face, yeah. Uh, Peter knows this isn't what Toby wanted to hear. But at least he now he knows the truth about what happened to his mom. And, hey, you know... You are with a Spencer daughter, or a Hastings daughter, so things aren't He's so like, bad. you're fucking
0: my daughter. Can you really complain?
1: Yeah. So, Peter opens his briefcase. Uh, he says that he talked to Toby's dad. Um, he pulls out some paperwork, hands it over to Toby. Toby's dad is open to sign the agreement, but in order to move forward, Toby has to sign too. So, sad-faced Toby flips over through the paperwork, and Peter says, I know it's not going to bring your mother back or change the past, but it can help your future.
0: More sad it's face. Just Toby. Sad Toby looks over at Peter and sighs. So, meanwhile,
1: in Jake's lusty dojo.
0: Arya walks in as Jake is taping up, like, a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, hey, they beautiful.
1: Arya might as well be duct taping Jake in this metaphor.
0: This scene is fascinating because, I mean, Arya's going to dump this guy's ass. But, like, you can see her, like, kind of building up the will to do it. Because Arya's not, yeah. not a super confrontational person. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, when she is, oh, my God, it's like trying trying to throw, like, gasoline on a fire to put it out. He
0: he says, hey, there, beautiful. And she's like, hi. You know, but she's, he can tell she's very, like, kind of a little bit reserved, a little bit detached through all this. And then he turns around and she frowns because she sees his face. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? Because he's got, like, an abrasion over one eye. And he laughs and says it's nothing. And he's like, nothing? You have a huge gash over your eye. And she, like, kind of grabs his chin to examine him like a mother would because mm-hmm. Arya is secretly like such a mom could you imagine like like pll the new class like like you know 20 years later where or, Arya's is like the mom character
1: or jokingly five years later
0: Ooh. <laughs>
2: um
1: yeah so jake actually gets to say you should have seen the other guy he tells her that he missed her and Arya says that she, you know she kind of says that she missed him too she kind of says that he kisses her she pulls back she looks over and tells him that he should get a new punching bag. Well, she doesn't
0: bag. totally pull back; she just kind of pulls away, maybe a little bit too soon. But he knows, and then like walks over to his punching bag. He definitely notices this, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And she's oh. like, "Oh, you should look into getting a new punching bag because he's like taping it up." Mm-hmm. And he says, "I've had this since I was 15. I'm sorry, I'm doing my Peter Hastings voice for some reason. <laughs> you do the better Jake voice. Do I? I it's think a you lot did. of.
1: I don't, I don't know if my you, voice actually changes. It's a lot of me squinting.
0: I don't know what you're doing, but I, you nail his, like, kind of weird, vaguely, like, New yorkish accent, you know?
2: Okay, okay, all right.
1: So, we're going to start breaking it down. You've got the Peter. I think we both have a Peter. You've got the Toby.
0: But I, f- I feel like your robot Toby is essential to my Toby.
1: I mean, we both do an excellent Emily. <laughs> kidding. Um. So, yeah, he's had it since he's 15. It's a tradition to practice. If It's superstition. It's, he does it all for all his meets. And it's brought him good luck again because he's qualified for nationals.
0: And Aria is just like naughty. I'm like, mm, when am I going to drop the hammer? When am I going to drop the hammer?
1: Well, she's just like, that's congrats. That's amazing. I'm not really surprised. And she seems so fake.
0: Mm-hmm. And he thanks her. But I think he can definitely, he, he knows something's up now. And he's like, so you hungry? You want to get something to eat? And she's like, sure. She kind of shrugs. He says, okay. And he kind of walks past her and she just sighs and she turns around. She says, actually, no. And he he stops, he turns slowly, like he knows what's coming. He's like, you're not hungry? And <laughs> that was my turn. Arya says, I just, I need to talk to you about something. And he kind of nods, and he's like, oh, sounds serious. And Arya says, it, it kind of is. While you are away, I I was just doing some thinking, and you're back with Ezra, aren't you? Why do you say that? You told me the kid wasn't his even dissing on the phone. Come on, Arya. I can handle the truth. So many things are going through Arya's head right now,
1: but I think she's a little upset with herself like her lying skills yeah, she said, Don't aren't step better my fucking lying,
0: asshole. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm I'm sorry." And he looks away. He can like barely speak. Like the the emotions hitting him now. He's like, "I thought things were going so well between us." Arya's like, "They were. I love spending time with you." And he's like, "Just not as much with him." And Arya has to give her standard line, which is, "Ezra and I have a long history together. We can still be friends." Mm. So which is so... Oh, it's mm. ice cold, Arya. Mm. Why don't you just punch him in the balls?
1: Well, why don't you like throw some salt in that like abrasion over his eye? Mm. He's like, "I'm gonna need a little time for that." Which is amazing that he says that. Um, as she walks away, I wanted Arya to turn back and be like, "Hey, are you hurt or injured now, buddy?" <laughs> um
0: so anyway, oh, to be continued on that front
1: and toby's unfinished man cave palace uh over on the couch reading through toby's paperwork she tells him there's a gag clause in it she tells him that if he signs it he's agreeing to never talk about what happened to his mother at rally to the police to the press to anyone
0: well i feel like toby's not a complete dunce he's always known like before you sign anything have a lawyer look it over so or he I has spencer to. do it yeah, yeah.
1: Well, there was the whole thing a couple episodes ago where, like, he had the report from Doctor Palmer or whoever, mm-hmm. and it was like, or from A, and like he had to have Spencer read it in such a fashion as if maybe Toby can't read.
0: <laughs> That's a valid argument. We could we could build that theory out. Uh, he, um,
1: he doesn't know where to poop and he doesn't know how to read. So she says that if he ever does talk about rallying to any of these people or anyone ever, uh, he'll have to give back all the money that they're going to give him and pay a huge penalty.
0: Let's point out the key point here. Once mm-hmm. he signs this agreement, he can never talk about his fucking dead mom again. Sign yeah. it, Toby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you don't have a pen, slash your like wrist and sign in your own blood.
0: That's not actually legally binding.
1: I know. Well, it also won't Did pop-
0: you ever see the uh, Behind the Music on Creed? Creed? Yeah. Yeah. They signed their first contract in blood and it yeah. got sent back. And you're like, hey, you assholes. This isn't valid. You got to sign it in real ink. <laughs>
1: Um, Toby says it doesn't matter since Peter pointed out that he doesn't have a case anyways. Um, I was going to put the average teen viewer of the show. How boring is the storyline?
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Spencer's like, uh, and Toby's saying, "Yeah, your dad made it clear we don't have a case. And Spencer says, yeah, a little too clear. And Toby's like, what do you mean? And Spencer says, one minute he wants to shut down Radley and the next he wants to shut down you. Mm-hmm. And Toby says, my mother fell, Spencer. It was <laughs> an accident. And Spencer says, How do we know that for sure? We still don't know why she was up there unsupervised or who this fragile patient was with her. And Toby kinda of sits down, he's doing like hand acting now, like like he's palms his on face. his temples. Yeah. Your dad also said that we went to court that if we went to court stuff would come out about my mother's past. It would be dug up, you know, it uh, could get ugly. Meta statement. Toby
1: is telling somebody, it could get ugly.
0: Well, and this is Peter's the uh, classic lawyer here. He's still so- based-
1: pot calling the kettle black it could get ugly
0: yeah well i mean peter Hastings. is like oh yes as your lawyer who clearly has your best interest in mind i'm gonna like railroad you into signing this settlement and give you all these kind of like scare tactic reasons for like oh shit could come out about your mom in the trial you don't want that right sign this paper and spencer says look toby i'm not saying you shouldn't sign this but you have to make sure you have all the information you need before you do so then we get the obligatory Rosewood Town shot where that train is coming by like mm-hmm. it always does. Mm-hmm. And then we're over to Arya's place. Emily's talking to Lyra. She says that uh, Shauna, she told Shauna to find out what Allie said to her when Allie pulled her out of the barn. And Arya says, When we were looking for Dr. Sullivan, and Emily nods, and Spencer's Back like, season two? Yeah. What did Allie say to you? And Emily says, That's something I want to just keep between us for now. And Hannah says, well, Sean is obviously lying. Allie never mentioned her name once.
1: Says the girl whose shirt says creeping on mm-hmm. it.
0: It's creeping. And Emily says, there were a lot of people in Allie's life we didn't know about. Spencer says, wait, Sean knew Paige first? So what, what are we saying? That Paige is on Allie's list too? And Emily's like, I don't know. Maybe.
2: Well, the
1: way she says it, though, I almost expected Emily to be like, who's Paige? Mm-hmm. Oh, Right.
0: Yeah, it's been a few episodes since we've seen Paige.
1: That's right. I'm dating that girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, before the, like, have we seen her since the Halloween episode?
1: Um, who cares? Um, yeah. So Arya asks, even if Shauna's telling the truth, why would Ali trust Shauna over them since they were her best friends? And it's like, really, though, Arya? Really? <laughs> really? And
0: says, are you forgetting? Someone's been tormenting us for years. And it says, making our lives miserable one text at a time. Yeah, but Spencer thinks Shauna's the one. Shauna's who they all. She always thought they were such a Spencer was. thing. Yeah, one of A's minions. And if A wants him to stop looking for Allie, then that must be, mean Allie was not hurt last night.
1: But this is an interesting conversation just in general because it's a solid glimpse into the liars' individual ideologies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like this in this conversation is how they all look at the world. Or well, at least Spencer suspected
0: ha- Shauna once upon a time. Therefore, Shauna will always be guilty
1: exactly as we've said spencer never deviates from a suspect ever even if <laughs> she starts like dating <laughs> that suspect um, and
0: as always with spencer she's always wrong but then she's eventually right
1: and she won't ever stop improving that um hannah spells it out for the rest of us though a wants him to stop looking for allison so that he can find her um emily's thinking a lot of thoughts and aria has to be the one to say come on em you don't honestly think that Shauna moved all the way up from Georgia to hunt down the person who tried to kill her childhood friend, do you?
0: Nice lampshade, Arya. Yeah, yeah. Like, looks-
1: Arya says that. So the audience is now no longer allowed to be <laughs> like, that's a stretch, writers.
0: Yeah, they're like, yeah, sure. You'd, you'd just move from Georgia to help hunt down the killer of your childhood friend when you're a teenager in high school. Conveniently. Yeah. Emily's like, Allie could make someone love her enough to do that.
1: And I love that line because it's like, like you said, they just lampshaded us and then they put the perfect bow on top.
0: Oh, and it's like, what would you do for Allie, Emily? Now I'm curious.
1: That would be a great like ad campaign, though. What would what would you, A, the audience, do for Allie? Um, mm-hmm. So want to in Hannah's house. Hannah opens the front door and lets Travis in. And
0: Hannah this. has changed. She's in like a little bit of a lower cut, more skin showing, like would strappy you, top now.
1: Would you invite a guy over? While wearing a creeping shirt?
0: I I just don't know. I, I'm a big fan of the creeping shirt, though. I hope it makes a reappearance at some point.
1: Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so, Travis is there to pick up his umbrella, which he presumably left there last night in the last episode. Uh, he sees that her foyer foyer is full of stuff and asks about it. She says that a water pipe bursts in the basement. So, everything is kind of living right here, right well, we've now.
0: got, like, a bunch of boxes, uh, some old luggage. It looks like a case for an iMac, 27-inch. And, and, and then a pool table. A pool table. And I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure this might actually be a mini pool table. Doesn't it look just a little bit too small? I don't know.
1: Uh, in a way. But, like, what kind of party? I wrote down, like, what kind of fucking party is happening in the Marin basement? I want to be there, like, all the time now. Travis approves of that pool well, table, by the
0: way. But Hannah explains that, uh, yeah, Travis like, nice pool table. He used to have one just like it in his house. And Hannah's like, yeah, my dad left it near. He left it here. Uh, she never really played it much, though. So we know Tom Marin is totally the asshole who buys a pool table.
1: But, uh, I feel like Tom Marin, he doesn't ask you to play pool. He's like, hey, you want to come over, drink
0: some brandy, play snooker? Can I just say, pool's like a really fucking lame game to play. Is it? Like, it's not fun. Is it ever really fun to play pool?
1: It's the kind of game that you play, like, while smoking cigars, having some brandy or some whiskey, and, like, just talking about battle plans, really. Mm. I don't know why Peter Hayes doesn't have a pool table.
0: Maybe it's just because we had pool tables all over the place in college, and playing was all extremely boring.
1: Oh, yeah, a bunch of, like, college assholes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was probably boring then, but I mean, like... (sighs) Ah. <sighs> yeah. Travis was gonna call Hannah Day, check mm-hmm. in, see how she's doing. And Hannah's all like very big smiles, like, I'm good, I'm really good, like just nodding constantly and he's just like Yeah. And she's like, Hey, uh, do you have somewhere to be or can you stick around and play a game or two? A dangerous game, Travis. Mm-hmm. Or two. And he's like, Sure, why not? And it's like, Well, you wanna rack him or should I? And he says, You got it.
1: <laughs> so meanwhile in the main strip rosewood park which uh,
0: emily and shauna are chilling on that park bench
1: this again the That's same like, one that like, like town hannah, square i guess yeah tanner and hannah had their amazing conversation a few episodes ago or started this season shauna says ali said that she missed you the most that you were her favorite that nobody loved her as much as you um she said that allison gave you a choice to stay or go with her and that before allison left you know, she tells her that, that Allison kissed Emily. This hits Emily
0: hard. Well, because as she says she kissed you, before she left, she kissed you. As she says she kissed you, Emily says, she, or she mouths, she kissed me. Which, like, you can tell Emily is very invested in this. All callbacks to STV12.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, back on the hook. Um, So Emily asks where Allison is. Shauna says that she never knows. Allison's always on the move. And she's the one who finds Shauna. So, in spycraft, Shauna would wouldn't be the asset here. She'd be an operative.
0: I'm not sure. I um, mm, yeah, that's good. Good question.
1: So, Emily asks how long Shauna has known that Allison was alive, and Shauna says, "Since Mona went to Radley." Emily's reaction is amazing. Um, she's well, like, look, "You've
0: known this whole time." Let's unpack that a little. So, Allie or Shauna found out Allie's alive ever since Mona went to Radley. So that suggests that Mona going to rally was some sort of like event that happened that caused Allie to kind of reveal herself a little more. Mm-hmm. She needed someone at that point to help her track down who A was. I suspect that the reason for that is because she knew that Mona, if Mona was A or at least that A, mm-hmm. then Mona wasn't the one who killed her. So there must be somebody else out there. And now she needed help to track them down.
1: Call back to hand in the hospital when Allie visits Hannah and says that she hates A, that bitch, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, presumably, I think we could guess reasonably that Allison knew very well that Mona was A.
0: No, I don't think so. I, I don't think that, I think, this is my, my personal theory based on what we have here, is that Allie suspected that A was after her. Mm-hmm. We knew that from the uh, the first secret. But then when Mona kind of got busted as A, it didn't add up anymore. Mm. And so it's, okay, well, who's trying to kill me? Because it wasn't Mona. That's that's the read I get on this. Hmm, okay. Because otherwise, Allie would just think, oh, my killer's in Radley now. But Mm -hmm. instead, when Mona goes to Radley, Allie has to reveal herself to Shauna to try to hunt down her killer.
2: Hmm.
1: So Emily asks why Allison came to Shauna. Shauna doesn't really answer that, or seemingly. She says that Allison wants to- Shauna
0: totally dodges that question, and Emily doesn't realize it.
1: Yeah, Shauna says that Allison wants to meet her tonight, but she has to come alone. That's the only way it'll be safe. Emily says, well, why me? Because you're on television, dummy. Yeah, Shauna shrugs and says, I guess you really were her favorite. Shauna says this, not like she's a ghost, but more like she's completely full of shit. Um,
0: Um, Emily's got to think a lot of thoughts here, because the first cut is the deepest.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, take that Cat Stevens and Cheryl Crow. Uh, So Hannah and Travis meanwhile are playing Foyer Pool. Hannah hits the wrong ball in. Travis explains to her that she stripes. You don't. Hit yeah, it. she it's hits the again. six in. Um, Hannah's like, "Hey, I'm just trying to give you a head start." Travis sinks his ball. We get a weird like ball POV, like ball getting hit POV shot, which is interesting.
0: Well, I have two points. Uh, one is that the top Hannah's wearing is fairly sheer. Mm-hmm. Like you can definitely see her bra and midriff through it. Nice. Uh, also, he sinks the four ball in, but then like a. Two shots later, there's like a continuity error because the four ball is back and Hannah takes a shot even though it's not her turn. I felt that was important.
1: I I have the four ball coming back. That's one. Well, doesn't he pull one out again to show? Well, we'll to no, that.
0: not yet. Yeah. Um. So, so she's okay. gonna take her shot now, and Travis set "Travis says, you know you don't have to put up front with me," and she, she says. Uh, Oh, first of all...
1: Travis is surprised that she's in such a good mood. She was yeah. worried about her last night. And she says that she just had to get it out of her system.
0: He's, you know you don't have to put up a front with me. Which, like, really? Like, how well does she really know you, Travis? Hannah wants less talk and more hitting balls of other balls. She's like, are you going to let me hit my stripes or not? So she takes her shot and misses and complains. She's like, God, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, oh, I'll show you. He's like, let, the, let me show
1: you this romantic comedy trope.
0: Yeah, it pulls a cue ball back out and sets it right up in front of her and then he gets behind her, has to kind of reach around her, mm-hmm. help her adjust her, her stick, her, her long fouls there.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. First all, it's like, your way too you're holding your stick way too low. Once you get the angle that you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hannah kind of looks back at him. She's not really minded, but I think suddenly he's just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and he backs away and he's like, you just uh, you know take a shot. So Hannah does, she sinks it, and Travis is like, wow, see, not bad. And Hannah says, watch out, Travis, I'm coming for you. Oh, yeah. And
1: then Travis comes in his pants. So here's your your quick, as quick as I can, like fan fiction. Uh, a couple weeks earlier, Travis is playing pool with local pool hall of his buddies, right? Travis is not so good himself. He hits a shot, he turns his buddy, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Two boops over is Peter Hastings and Miles Corwin. They're talking about trying to find whoever. <laughs> and so, or uh, trying to find Jason. So Peter hears that. Peter knows pool, you know, there's no there's no cockfight tonight. So he goes over to Travis and he's like, Well, first of all, you got your stick way too low. And then Peter does that thing where he wraps <laughs> his body around Travis and shows him how to hit it. It's
0: all on the hips, Travis. You feel that? Oh yeah.
1: So meanwhile on Emily's porch, speaking of which, Emily Spencer is sitting on the step. Uh, Spencer's
0: all over the place in this episode.
1: She is, she's making moves. And um, she's
0: a fucking wrecking ball.
1: Yeah. Um, Emily says that Shauna knew the conversation she had of Allison outside that barn, word for word. And Spencer correctly points out, A has a way of knowing things that are impossible to know. Or oh, that seem to be impossible. Uh, Emily looked into it, she says, and St- Shauna's story checks out. She did grow up next door to Allison's grandparents, which I get that they don't want really to really get mired in those details. But, like, Emily looked into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who, who did she pick up the phone and call?
0: Uh, Jessica De Laurentiis.
1: That's a scene I would have rather have than some of these other scenes. Uh, Spencer says that, that that doesn't mean that she's in contact with her now. Uh, she says, you know, she took pictures of some of the stories in Allison's journal before A got it. And there are descriptions of other places where Allison could very well be hiding so they could keep looking.
0: Emily kind of takes a beat and she says, Allie wants to meet meet me tonight. And Spencer says, like she wanted to meet you at the Kissing Rock yesterday. And Emily, Emily's all in. She's like, she needs my help, Spence. Well,
1: she doesn't want pushback on this.
0: Yeah, and Spencer says, did Shauna tell you this? And Emily makes a very frustrated face, and Spencer yeah. says, look, even if this were true, why would Allie only want to meet with you? And oh. Emily says, I don't know, maybe A can't watch all of us all the time.
1: She a, Emily is so incredibly hopeful about like what this meeting means, and totally mm-hmm. foolish.
0: Uh, the first cut is the deepest. Uh, Spencer mm-hmm. says, look. I know you want to believe that this is Allison reaching out to you, but it's not Allie, okay? This is A. And Emily's like, I don't think so. Not this time. And Spencer says, just because Shauna knows about this one conversation you and Allie had, and Emily says, yeah. Spencer kind of considers this and says, well, you're not going alone. And now Emily's getting annoyed. She's just like, look, that's the only way Allie will meet me. And she's like, Spencer, I told you because I don't, didn't want to lie to you, okay? Don't make me sorry that I did. Spencer will definitely do that. So, hmm, I wonder if Spencer can or will stop from doing what Emily doesn't want her to do.
1: Spencer is both the unstoppable force and the immovable object. <laughs> um. So meanwhile, at Aria's house. Aria gets home. There's a box that came in the mail that's waiting for her. It's not really wrapped at all, so she's able to open it instantaneously. Inside, there's a note that says, "Thought this would look beautiful on you. See you soon, Jake."
0: See, my theory is the, the reason she's able to open this package instantaneously is because she has, like, razor blades, like, uh, glued to the insides of her fingernails or something. So, just she just slices it right open.
2: Hmm.
1: Or, like, the men in her family have already, like, gone through her mail for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, Byron. Um, she, What this jewelry is, is I have no idea.
0: It's, it's, a, a, it's, like, a silver medallion that says Aria on it. I mean... It's... Some
1: crazy Um, Etsy-ness. Great timing, Jake. Also, the return address label says it's from the Laya Baraz Fine Jewelers in Harrisburg. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the Laya Laya Baraz is the uh, writer uh, from last week's episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, we see Aria Montgomery lives on 301 Sunnybrook Lane.
1: This was yet another package delivered by the Speed Demon Express. And again, I want to ask the teenagers who watch this storyline, this Aria, Jake, Ezra stuff, and they're thinking... When will they get back to whether or not Toby's signature ends up on some legal documents?
0: Also, it should be pointed out uh, Aria just received a, a medallion that she probably will never wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one she's wearing right now, the necklace she has on, it has a little kind of uh, golden kind of, just think of like if you were going to draw like an explosion for a comic book, that kind of like jagged little oval. It has one of those, and inside of it it says "boom!" That's what Ari's wearing right now. Say that again. She's wearing an explosion necklace.
1: So, meanwhile, in Spencer's, Spencer's kitchen, we see there's a, a chef there cooking a whole fancy spread laying on the island.
0: That is a roasted duck. There's like some kind of uh, anti-pasta hors d'oeuvres, I think. Peter Hastings is popping a, the cork in a bottle of red wine and pouring himself something.
2: Where do they, I mean,
1: the chef, where do they does he just go to the club, like march into the kitchen because he's a member and be like, you? <laughs> put some pants on. You're coming with me.
0: Yeah, the chef is a uh, just a very. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of what the, what word to describe the chef. Quiet, I guess you would say.
1: Uh, I think she's worked for enough rich people to know you keep mm-hmm. your fucking mouth shut and you don't notice anything.
0: Yeah, so of course Spencer walks in the front door again, and my theory is that she's walking in the front door front door recently because she she wants to maybe like. Peek in on uh, Peter in his study if he happens to be in there.
1: Well, because I think nobody will ever expect that because nobody ever comes in the goddamn front door.
0: Mm-hmm. So she sees the food. She's just eyeing it suspiciously. She's like, somebody's getting the royal treatment. Peter pours himself some wine and says, well, your mom will be home soon. I wanted to do something special for her. And Spencer says, I would have just gone with jewelry instead of roasted duck. But that's just me. Which is funny because that would be a Peter Hastings thing to do is just to buy somebody off with jewelry. Mm-hmm. She's very much her father's daughter. Yeah, she is. And Peter says, I was hoping you'd join us. Uh, I think we'd all use a nice family night together. I feel like an example of the last
1: Hastings family night together was probably like the purple wedding on Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> uh, Spencer moves a little closer, talks a little lower. She just Toby told me about the settlement, Dad.
1: Oh, Peter's line yeah it's a decent amount of money
0: well no the way he says it he kind of like glances over at the cook you know yeah. like like is she listening i don't know yeah it's a decent amount of money spencer says it's not money that he's after and peter says a couple days ago he's ready to settle for a letter of apology mushroom puff <laughs> he holds out a little mushroom puff and spencer says no thanks i try to stay away from fungus and yet somehow i'm dating toby Yeah, exactly. And so So, Peter just eats it himself.
1: Well, he has this kind of quick, dismissive, nostril exhale laugh. Like, (laughs) you know. Um, Peter says that it's not like Peter to back away from cases quickly. Peter says he just did what was best for Toby's family. And Spencer's like, did you?
0: As he takes a drink and he just laughs. He's just like, why don't you let me deal with my clients? You worry just about yourself. Now make yourself useful while I'm showering and pick out some music for dinner. And please... Make it something happy, upbeat.
1: A father just said this to his daughter. <laughs> I I feel like Peter's about to head upstairs probably to use that robot deaf shower in the third floor.
0: Make it something happy, upbeat. And he just walks off with his wine glass. Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer just rolls her eyes. And that cook is just like I'm pretending I didn't hear any of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Rosewood at night, Jake's walking down the street, uh, probably to buy like a 40 to drink away his pains. Um, he can hear Ezra's raised voice. We look down the street. We see Ezra's there really giving some, some woman in a car. I I got the
0: dialogue. If you want it,
1: have at it. Go for it.
0: He's saying, I don't like it, but I don't understand how you can make such a colossal mistake. Do you understand? Do you see how this is, how this is difficult? No, look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. That this doesn't make sense. You have really screwed up. You have really screwed up. Oh, yes, please, please drive away. This isn't over. And he like slams his hand on the car as the lady mm-hmm. drives off. Yeah.
1: Well, Jake is like, well, that was weird. So Ezra kinda like ruffles his own hair and then storms <laughs> off down the street.
0: Angry fits. We've never yeah. seen that before.
1: Yeah. He well his angry voice kind of takes on that like like high uh I don't know, like mocking Inflection of like Jerry Seinfeld's voice. Yeah, I really
0: <laughs> wanted like Arya to be like somewhere watching this, just like eating popcorn, like one kernel at a time and smiling.
1: Oh, we'll get there with those two. Um, so meanwhile, Hannah's foyer. Hannah and Travis are still playing pool. Hannah sinks another shot, and Travis
2: says, "Wow, sinks the eight ball."
1: Yeah, five in a row. You really kicked my ass. Are you really kicking my ass? And Hannah says it's easy when someone lets you win. Um, it's getting late for Travis, so he should probably take off. Hannah says this is fun. They should do it again sometime. He says. They can have a rematch anytime. They hug, and then she kisses him. He pulls back, a little wary, rightfully so. She says, sorry, that was stupid. Of course, you're not into me like that, which is false. Ooh,
0: nice line, Hannah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Set up says, the, the paradigm
0: where he, he has to give you some smooches if he is into her like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then Hannah will just start nagging him. Uh, He says it's not like that, because Travis's job on the show is to point out, things are not like that. He says it's more just that she's getting out of a relationship. She says that she's not getting out. She's completely out. It's done. She caresses his arm. Suggested that, he suggests that they give it a little more time. Hannah's going to fix that attitude because she, she pulls him in. She kisses him. She kisses him some more. She kisses him so hard that montage music starts playing.
0: Well, it's like it's like he's like, no, just give this more time. And she just like thinks about that for a second. It's like, hmm, I have a better idea. Yeah. and he like maybe resists for one more kiss and then it's like no man has that much resolve so he's just gonna start making out with her because well she's T- still Tantamaran.
1: yeah she's still the queen bee i mean not only is she like gorgeous and amazing she's still the queen bee
0: but... oh and also what is especially upsetting about caleb bailing is like this is the two-time girlfriend of the year champion here mm-hmm. yeah yeah two years you, don't, you don't just dump her for a ghost right exactly so, yeah, musical montage starts playing. We go over to Emily's room. She's, uh, we see she still has a picture of Allie on the wall next to some swim team pics, so yeah, we know how it is with her. She's getting dressed for Allie. She has a very short skirt on, and she's she has, like, an olive drab jacket on. She's looking at herself in the mirror, and that won't do. She takes it off, puts on a kind of a gray and black blazer jacket-looking thing mm-hmm. uh, that maybe shows off a little more cleavage, and just kind of adjusting her hair she puts some lipstick on she's kind of checking herself out a bit and then she takes off she's ready to go see Allie.
1: we go back to hannah's foyer the music's still going the montage is still going she's still making out with travis when ashley comes home sees Mm -hmm. this travis and hannah don't even realize like they don't stop not until ashley shuts the door loudly yeah
0: Then they break away and ashley just kind of smiles and hannah's like mom i thought you were going out with ted after work and Travis has a hilarious look on his face. He's just like, nah, "Don't mind me," kind of like the expression, you know, like I'm just uh, standing around here.
1: Yeah, like uh, if I wasn't such like a an earthy country bro, I might actually be blushing. Did mm-hmm. and... uh, Ted had to cancel? Uh, so we know that T- Pastor Ted is somehow still in the picture. Mm. Ashley says hello to Travis. Travis has like an awkward hi for Mrs. Marin. Um, and then Ashley asks if she can speak to Hannah for a second. I believe this is the point where. Um, well, for for a minute, though, you have to admire the fact that there's like a nice like, turnaround in this relationship between Ashley and Hannah, like the mm-hmm. dynamic from the pilot. Yeah. Um, uh, so Ashley goes down one hallway to the kitchen. Hannah goes down the other after turning down the montage music. Well, and Ashley's music...
0: not like glaring at Travis or anything. She's just like, hey, Hannah, can
1: I talk to you for a sec? Because well, has nothing to do with Travis. Mm-hmm. But like, again, there's a weird relationship between like Hannah and the music of the show. Because, like, there wasn't music playing, I don't think, like, in the room when they just, started making out. Then the montage the started, and then the music is actually from Hannah's iPod.
0: Yeah, well, just the shot of uh, Ashley walking down the hall and kind of, like, smiling to herself as she goes into the kitchen.
1: Right. Sorry, not the harvest. But the reason I bring it up is, like, when uh, Spencer and Renner are at that bar... And the music in the bar that was playing was also the same music playing on Hannah's iPod.
0: All the music on the show comes from Hannah's iPod.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know why they haven't released, like, Hannah's Mix, the PLL soundtrack or whatever. Um, so, yeah, the the two of them meet in the kitchen. The Gilmore Girls meet in the kitchen. They have their arms folded over their chest. And Ashley... Well, if I can
0: interrupt one more time. Please. Uh, the shot of Ashley walking down the hallway as the camera tracks in front of her, it actually reminds me a lot of that shot from way back in... I don't know. S S twenty five maybe. Uh, where Ashley takes the earrings out because like she thought she was gonna go have dinner with Tom Marin, but oh, right. uh, he he was like he just wanted Hannah, and so she mm-hmm. kind of struts down the hallway and takes her her earrings out. I don't know. I, I lo- the way Laura Leighton walks is very interesting. After Hannah, she kind of glides. Yeah.
1: If I could get in wrap one more time about the music, no, I'm kidding.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, Ashley thought that Hannah and Travis were just friends. Hannah says they are. And Ashley's like, you kiss all your friends like that?
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, where are we at here?
1: Hannah tells her not to judge her. And I'm pretty sure Travis can hear all this because he's not that far away. Um, Ashley says that she's not judging. She's just concerned. So, Travis comes in there. He's like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I should really get going.
0: And Ashley's like, good idea. And Hannah says, no, Travis, stay here. And he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. And Ashley's like, hey, Travis, you, you got a little, uh, you know, on your neck there. He's got, he got a little lipstick there. He's
1: got more than a little.
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of wipes it and gives like a dorky smile and these. And Ashley smiles at this, too, because it's not like Ashley dislikes this guy or anything. Right. So well, just...
1: he, he did, you know, get her out of a murder rap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Ashley or Hannah says, uh, okay, are you serious? You basically just kicked him out. Ashley says, you will thank me later. Trust me. Throwing yourself at a new guy is not the way to get over the old one. And Hannah says, you're one to throw stones.
1: Ashley's like, easy,
2: bitch. Well,
0: and Ashley's basically like, I'm going to let that slide because I can tell you're hurting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could s- take a step back, you'd see that I'm just trying to help you. And Hannah says, I'm sick of everyone telling me what they think I should and shouldn't do to get over Caleb. It's my broken heart. And Hannah takes off and Ashley just makes a face like she needs a glass of wine.
1: So... Meanwhile, cutting from that kitchen to a kitchen where everything is normal and fine, mm. uh, Spencer's kitchen, the chef walks out of the room, the rented chef. Uh, Spencer looks over and sees Peter's briefcase on the coffee table over there. She pops over there to pops it open, pulls a file out, because this is a normal activity in the house of Hastings, going through your Just dad's like, briefcase.
0: I like the way she waited for the cook to like walk out of the room before she goes and rifles through Peter's briefcase. Right, right.
1: Uh, so in the files, she finds a copy of Marion Cavanaugh's death certificate. She finds the Wilden Police Report. She uh, finds some, a copy.
0: some details here. Oh. Uh, Marion's maiden name is Hall. Mm-hmm. So uh, all you uh, current viewers of the show who are completely caught up, there go all of your theories about who Marion might be related to. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we see that uh, this this in the files of Hastings Doyle and Associates. So this is Peter Hastings Law Firm. Yeah. They both have law firms. Veronica has one and Peter has one.
1: Well, again, my theory is that Veronica has an office in town that's her own personal office. Mm -hmm. I think she's probably also part of a firm in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, and Peter's firm is registered in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and New York.
1: It'll be a shame when they both get fired from their individual firms and have to go start Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings.
0: Mm -hmm. So Spencer finds a copy of the police report She's seen that. She puts this file away, pulls out another one. This one has the Toby settlement in it and she flips through it and she spots a page that has the board of trustees listed for Radley Sanitarium. Hmm. And at the top of that list is Jessica De Hmm. Also on the trustees are the writer and director of this episode,
1: Janelle Lennon and Arthur Anderson.
0: <laughs> Janelle Lennon, MD, PhD and Dr. Arthur Anderson. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, so just then Peter comes in and catches her. Peter's like, Put, got his, like, gonna romance my wife into bed shirt on. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a, uh, man, if this was the 90s and you're going to a club, that's a good shirt to wear. <laughs> Peter's just like, still got it.
1: <laughs> well, like, just imagine, like, his, like, routine of, like, putting cologne on. A lot of that, mm-hmm. like, the, with the in the hands and, like, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the smacking on the cheeks.
0: He's, the, the sleeves are kind of like, pulled up on each side you know like pushed up like, yeah what's that's...
1: missing here is like seven or eight rows of like gold chains around <laughs> his neck
0: i was just about to say that that's scary <laughs> yeah so he's like what the hell are you doing and spencer says jessica de is on the board at Radley." and he just grabs a file puts it back in the briefcase like you should have known better peter Hastings. leave it leave your briefcase unlocked veronica wouldn't have done that
1: you should have put a bear trap in your briefcase,
0: Peter. <laughs> like uh, one of those, like, those, like, paint bombs that they put in bank robbers' bags? Or, like, bags.
1: one that just, like, shoots, like, some kind of, like, knockout gas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is he, like, scarecrow now? <laughs> and so Spencer says, is this why you're pushing Toby to sign this agreement? Peter's like, Jessica being on the board had nothing to do with the facts of the case. And Spencer says, did she tell you that, that Toby's mother was death was an accident? Was that your brilliant idea? And Peter's like, Spencer. And there's like a noise in the other room. It's like the cook. And they both kind of look over talk a little softer. He says, I'm going to the airport to pick up your mom. I'm going get, if you're going to continue to act like this, I suggest you find another place to eat dinner. He straight up told her to get lost.
1: Yeah. Well, like, is the chef in the other room, like, texting her boss, being like, I am never working for this family ever again?
0: Or, or I always want to because I know I'm going to need a huge tip to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Peter walks off and Spencer yells after him, Is Jason even in rehab? Or did you make that up too?
1: And then Spencer looks over at the chef. Like suddenly yeah. she's worried that she's caused a scene in her own home. So she whips out her phone to calls, to calls Toby. So I don't know if it even rings. She just yells into the phone, Toby, whatever you do, do not sign that agreement. Just don't i'll explain later click so <laughs> i was like, like
0: spencer i didn't hear half of that message
1: well, so again the toby thing a couple of episodes ago i was like when i was taking my notes i was like is
0: this a voicemail or did she actually get him Well, is not like on sprint you can call someone's voicemail isn't that a thing you can do if you are listening to like a voicemail from
1: somebody you can hit a button to send them a voicemail hmm. back it's not like this quick. Maybe I don't she's.
0: Believe. I mean, I know in like iOS eight, you can do like audio text messages. I don't know.
1: Oh, I know you can do it with other phones too. And, uh, whatever peanut had before she went to the beauty of of Apple, she used to send me like <laughs> these long audio texts that were and they were glorious. They were. They were strange and amazing. But uh, like I just wonder, like if this is how Toby and Spencer talk to each other, like quick and abrupt, no goodbyes, they just hang up
0: spencer oh. i didn't hear part of that what did you say yeah
1: so spencer like you know hangs up she grabs her purse she rushes off well so, she checks her
0: watch like oh shit i have somebody else to fuck up yeah And we run off
1: so as if she's actually heard my diatribe 10 minutes ago we cut to hannah in bed listening to sad music on her headphones which is probably the music playing everywhere now uh she's got a tank top on now that has just various lipsticks on it
0: it's just a bunch of little like kind of drawings of lipsticks yeah
1: Knock on the door. Ashley comes in. She takes the earbud out of Hannah's ear. She tells Hannah to put her coat on because they're going out. The Gilmore girls are going on a field trip. So lots of Hannah face.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, Hannah's clearly not over Caleb yet, despite her proces- protestations. Yes. And then we well, go sad. over to, uh, what, what are you calling it? The uh, Lusty Dojo?
1: That's right. Jake's Lusty Dojo of regret and sadness. Now, Aria,
0: she's, Aria's, or Jake's walking and Aria's following him. And she has that box, that box of the medallion gift in her hand. And she says, it was so thoughtful of you. And he's like, keep it. She hands it over. She's like, I can't do that.
1: And he says, what am I going to do with it? I don't have another Ari in my life.
0: And Ari shrugs and she's like, okay, well, thank you.
1: Well, it's like, I'm sure Ari's thinking like, don't you want to wear it so you can remember me?
0: Ari's just like, isn't this so awkward that I came back now? And tried to give you this gift back. Like, don't you feel so shitty right now? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he just kind of growls. He's like, uh-huh. And so she just continues to stand around, even though, like, the mood is, like, really awkward. Mm-hmm. Until finally she's like, all right, I'll let but, you get to your jump roping.
1: He's not looking at it. So is is he actually jumping rope when she came in? Or is just like an Aria diss?
0: No, he's he's pulling jump ropes okay. like that are coiled up out of his bag, but like that that definitely does have just a little bit of like a Euro a pussy vibe to it, you know. I'll let you get to your jump roping, pussy. And she like taps the box in her hands a few more times. It's like she's like, "Why aren't you fighting harder?" You know, I I really want some big emotional reaction from you, and you're just not giving it to me. So she finally turns to go, but then he finally he, he himself he can't hold out any longer. He says, "You know, I do care about you." It's just why it's hard for me to understand why you want to be back with a guy like Ezra. And Arya walks back. She's like, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, he, he tries to deflect, but you don't deflect with Arya.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's nothing. And Arya says, no, you were just about to tell me something. What? Jake? And he says, I saw him today go off on a woman outside the grill. Hmm. And Arya's like, what woman? And he says, some blonde. He was screaming at her, pounding on her car. And Arya says, that couldn't have been Ezra. He's been in Philly all day. Jake's like, you sure about that? See, this causes a momentary glitch in Arya's
1: programming. Like, this is how everyone should get to Arya. Like, just always end a conversation with, you sure about
0: that? I always wondered if Ezra was a person you were afraid of. And Arya's like fighting a smile. She's like, I'm not afraid of Ezra. Because Ian Harding's like a buck five wet. (laughs) Arya's like, now that I have my Kung Fu training, I could beat the shit out of him.
1: I hit the bitch in the face like five episodes ago, Jake.
0: Yeah. And Jake's like, well, maybe you should be. And Ari says, look, the Ezra I know doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Not a single one, not the main one, if you know what I'm talking about. And Jake says, you do know him best. It's just like very icy. And he's like, just do yourself a favor. Keep your eyes open.
1: Jake is casting this like ominous like foreshadowing and dispersions of on her like perfect fairy tale, and it's pissing her off.
0: Arya's thinking I will promptly, promptly, willfully forget what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, also we want to point out that we don't equate uh, female genitalia with weakness. We equate it with power and weirdness and aria. hmm Uh so meanwhile, at cracked up.
0: Is it cracked up or cracked out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like cracked out. Okay, worse. it is
0: cracked up. I wrote down cracked out. <laughs> cracked out is a business. Where do you
1: go in, Rosewood, when you're all cracked out?
0: It's a business where you pay money to throw plates at a wall. This uh,
2: place is insane.
0: Ashley and Hannah enter, and Ashley says, When your dad left me for Isabel, I was devastated and furious. I was lashing out at all the wrong people. And a friend of mine suggested I come here. Hannah's very dubious, and Hannah like likes to throw plates against the wall. Yeah, she's like, you'd be surprised how good it feels. Okay, come on, give it a try.
1: I mean, is this place even real? Like, is this a real thing? Can you do this somewhere?
0: In Rosewood, I think you can. Uh, It should be mentioned the walls have, like, these weird, like, big black and white checkered prints on them. Like, this place is outrageous. It looks like you do, like, I don't know, laser tag here or something.
1: Well, so, yeah, it sounds like that from the sounds. There's, like, maniacal, like, gleeful laughter throughout the place and other things being cracked. The on like a table it's like a like a carnival setup like mm-hmm. you throw balls at something or whatever on a table in front of them they have like a stack of like plates like dishware plates on one of the walls there's a menu i can't quite make it out but it tells you like what you can get for what price it's like <laughs> so many plates for like 7.99 you can also get different types of vases coffee cups and what looks like i don't know if this is like a bowl or a bedpan But, like, there's a wide array of, like, kitchenware and shit that you can throw at a wall. Mm -hmm. If this place had, like, a wine bar attached to it, Ashley Marin may never leave.
0: Yeah, and Hannah says, I don't see how this will change the fact that Caleb's gone. And Ashley's like, it won't, but it might help you get past the anger. And once you do, I promise you, you'll start to look at things differently. Okay, what do you have to lose? And Hannah kind of relents puts on some safety glasses and takes a plate from Ashley and Ashley puts her safety glasses on and Hannah throws a plate at the wall on the far side there and it smashes and Hannah kind of smiles like, Hey, destroying things is fun. Art was right. And Ashley says, see
1: after the last episode and the bulk of this episode, like just the sight of Ashley Benson's smile made me feel better about
0: myself. One of the rules on the wall is throw as hard as you can. That should be
1: the rule on every wall. Mm-hmm. Um. So, meanwhile, at Arya's place, she's chilling on the couch reading an issue of Zizel Magazine.
0: No, this is at Ezra's place, isn't it?
1: This is Ezra's place. I said that. Sorry. Did I say Arya. I meant yeah. Ezra's place. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: one that more thing on Cracked Up. This Cracked Up exists in a town where, like, the women often need to come throw plates against the wall for some reason because the men in their lives are dicking them over.
1: Like, later on, I'm going to make soap opera jokes. But, yeah. So, Arya's chilling on the couch reading an issue of Zizel Magazine. This is not a real magazine. It was created just for the show. The cover story is, Can the Sun Save Us?
0: I think it's supposed to be, like, wired. I, I think that's the it's, design, it's, like, analog.
1: The title, the, the main issue story there is about solar technology power. of course. There's also stories about this poetry nation of ours and an article that's just called Order vs. Chaos.
0: Wouldn't it be weird if, like, in a later episode, like, this, like, bro holding up a solar panel on the cover becomes a character on the show?
1: Yeah, and there's also a story that's just called Everything we know about Latin, bedbugs, kangaroos, saving whales, and pine nuts. <laughs> but I found like a, a website for the the designer, the woman who designed this, who was just hired to create a fake magazine.
0: Yeah, and Ezra comes in and he's like, "Ah, I wish I could come home to this every night." Ugh. Yeah, your woman patiently waiting for you, and Arya says, "Oh, did you have fun with Curtis?" And my notes just say "careful fits.
1: Um, last note again for like the fourth week in a row as we used to talk about Gone Girl. How great would it be if Ezra had an article on this, and that's why he has this magazine?
0: Oh, that'd be good. What like would his just, article be about, though?
1: Or vs. chaos about him and Arya.
0: I think it'd be about like like how writing on like old timey typewriters is like better for your creativity or something. Maybe
1: it's, maybe it's the Poetry Nation story, but uh, like Ezra just sits around like getting high off reading like his like clippings. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Nick Dunn Yeah. So uh, she asks how things are, for Curtis. And Ezra says, "Yeah, it was great catching up with him."
0: He takes his jacket off. He's like, "I'm starving. You want to oh, get some she, pizza or something?" She has a crazy look on her face as she knows that Ezra's now lying to her. Well, she's she's laying in the trap. Yeah. And so Ari's like, "Yeah, pizza sounds good." And she's like, "So did you uh come in on the last train?" And Ezra's like, "Yeah, just made it. Uh, I'm gonna get a wash up." And he turns and from behind, Arya says, Jake saw you today. Ezra has an evil shadow face. So, there's the- a. a the, the shot of this is great. Ezra's in the foreground and he kind of yeah. like gets like stone face as Arya's like blurry in the background.
1: Well, it's like evil shadow face. It's a nice like visual language for this relationship in 4B because it's very similar to when he first brought her to Ezra's fuck cabin. Mm hmm. But it was reverse where she was in the foreground in the shadows, you know, and, and he was back behind her in the light, like. Obscured in the bright lies that he was telling her, or whatever.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: he, he knows he's busted and he turns around. And he's like, Saw me where? She says, Outside the grill. Uh, he said you were talking to some woman. Actually, he used the word screaming. She kind of laughs. Actually, Did you even go to Philadelphia? Man, he must admit no. And Arya says, Who's the woman, Ezra? Ooh, that's, that's all a bad sign, and the first name starts getting deployed mm-hmm. like in every sentence. Especially
1: uh, from Maternal Aria.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ezra says, it was Maggie's lawyer. And this kind of throws Aria. She's like, Maggie's lawyer? Why are you meeting with her? And Ezra says, Maggie's trying to prevent me from seeing Malcolm as I am sense. not actually his father.
1: Which makes sense.
0: Aria stands up. She's doing like the accusatory head tilt. And she says, I didn't know you wanted that. And Ezra says, just because Malcolm isn't my son doesn't mean I don't care about him.
1: Does this like negate the terms of the Ezra reunion?
0: Well, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're playing like just emotional blackmail, mind games with each other right now. This they're is, daring the other to like call them out.
1: This is foreplay for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Arya says, "So, so that—that's what you were doing all day. You were meeting with her lawyer." And Ezra says, "Her lawyer, my lawyer. The whole thing is very complicated." Don't say that. Oh, that's not going to fly, that. Ari. That's not going to fly with Arya. Fitz.
1: That that's, that word belongs to Hannah and Caleb. You jerk.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like suggesting that it's too complicated for Arya's teenage mind to understand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad news. And she says, "Why would you keep this from me?" And Ezra says, "Because having them in my life destroyed us once. And we're just getting our footing back. I didn't want to take the chance that that would upset you." And Ari says, okay, that doesn't explain your violent outburst. I mean, Jake said he really scared this woman.
1: Well, Ezra looks like a psychopath as he tries to decide which lie to tell.
0: See, instead he just basically goes with, like, passive voice. He's like, the conversation was heated, voices were raised, there's nothing violent about it. And he says, so either Jake misinterpreted what he saw, or he's trying to make me look bad so he'll rethink your decision. Arya says, Ezra, I really want this to work. But if it's going to, we're going to have to be honest with each other.
1: Which is both ironic and not likely to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ezra's like, I made a mistake. I'm really sorry. The mistake was being caught in the lie, not the lie itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Arya says, look, I chose you knowing all that comes with it. It's a choice I'm really happy I made. And they hug and it's like, oh, you gave in way too easily, Arya.
1: And then Ezra bites her and turns into a vampire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but really, I feel like Ezra's also amongst whatever lies he's telling, because we know that there's something going on from Ravenswood. Like he's got to be like, "Oh, thank God, Jake didn't kick my ass." <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Shauna drives Emily to like a warehouse or factory somewhere. Uh, they're in the car. Emily realizes that Shauna is not coming in with her, which you know, so Emily gets out of the car. She looks around. She's, like, over by, like, the loading bay or whatever. Shauna drives mm-hmm. off, and Emily has, like, this, like, little shiver of fear or nervousness or both as she goes inside. Inside the factory-slash-warehouse, it's dark. There's boxes and things everywhere. There's noises, of course, because it's Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks around, a little concerned. Behind her, as she turns and looks behind her, Allison shows up. So when Emily turns around again, there's Allison with They're Like, big right hair. in her face. Yeah. yeah, big hair. Emily looks like she's going to hyperventilate. Allie says,
0: smiles a little.
1: Yeah, Emily's like, it's really you. And Allison says, I've missed you so much. And they hug. And Allison says, you have no idea how hard it's been to stay away. Emily then oh, says everything
0: Emily wants to hear.
1: Yeah, Emily says, well, then, like, don't stay away anymore. Like, Emily wants to help Allison. They can go to the police, you know, or Allison's parents. Allison says that she wishes she could. She doesn't know who she can trust. Emily says, you can trust me, Spencer, Arya. Allison cuts her out there and says she doesn't know that she knows that she can trust Emily. She's not sure about the others. Emily asks why Allison doesn't answer that
0: because on the show, Allison dodges.
1: Yeah. You don't have to answer questions. You don't want to answer. Allison Allison
0: totally dodges kind of near tears and very conveniently says you never stopped caring about me. Did you even after everything I put you through? You don't how much you don't know how much I regret hurting you. If I could do it all over again, things would be so different.
1: Emily looks like she's about to shatter into a million pieces, and all of those pieces would be feeling something different.
0: Oh, well, it's because Allison is like, "Oh, you just asked me a question. I want to answer. I'm going to overload your emotional circuits."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Emily asks, you know, "Who's doing this, to Allison? Who is she hiding from?" Allison says, "I thought I knew, but I was wrong." See, so, so you know, this, this is where
0: my you. uh my Mona thing comes in here. Mm. I I think she, I think Allie was like. A was the one who attacked me. but then Mona turned out to be A, and for whatever reason that ruled Mona out. And so now now she she doesn't know anymore. She thought A was her attacker, but there's a new A, you know
1: right and so she said that's why i need you m help me find a so i can come home um we see that someone is skulking around the shadows on the fringe of this conversation we see them differently though That's not like the typical mysterious language you know of, of mm-hmm. who's here watching we kind of see them as like an out of focus silhouette
0: and we don't get the pov shot Yeah. right
1: right um so emily asks you know if that's who allison thinks try to kill her a they hear noise allison's paranoid she says what was that allison calls out who's out there she says to Emily, "Did you tell anyone about this?" Before Emily can respond, Allison runs off. Well, no, back.
0: Emily's face says, "Yes, I did s- tell someone about yeah, this." Yeah. And Allie kind of pulls away, and then there's another noise. Emily turns toward it, and Allie just runs off. Like, Ally, Ally's like, "Oh, you bet You betrayed me!" You know, basically.
2: Yeah. Emily
1: looks back and sees, of course, it's Spencer.
0: Spencer's like, "I haven't ruined enough people's day yet. I'm here to ruin yours." She Emily look- looks so fucking pissed right
1: now. And Spencer looks so just curious. Um, mm-hmm. So Allison runs like a freight elevator. She gets inside that. Emily runs to her, calling out to her. Allison has like hit the buttons that like shut the doors. So where the does elevator. this freight
0: elevator go? Uh, like how exactly is this the big getaway? mystery? Yeah. <laughs> um, Emily's like, she's banging on the elevator, like screaming, Allie, wait, you know, and. Allie's like crying as the door closes between them, and Emily's banging on it. She's begging for Allie to open up. Please, I'm sorry. I just want to talk. And and then the elevator like opens back up, but now it is empty. So Spencer
1: comes closer, having watched all this. Emily looks back at Spencer with such cold hatred in her eyes.
0: This isn't cold. This is hot fury.
1: Boy, at the point where I thought right now Emily's gonna pull out her red lightsaber and fight Spencer to death on this volcano. planet. And
0: Emily, like her chest is heaving. She's just like, Oh my God, I'm going to murder this bitch. And Spencer's face is like, Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) I might've pressed the wrong button.
1: Like Emily's going to reach into Spencer's mouth and like pull her spine out. Um, Mm -hmm. So after the commercial, we're still in the factory warehouse. It's presumably a few minutes later. Spencer and Emily have, we're guessing been looking around for Alice and they can't find her. Spencer says, I don't understand. How could she just disappear like that? And Emily's like, she didn't disappear. You scared her away. Emily is. Furious. I can't
0: believe you followed me. And Spencer says, I thought you were putting yourself in danger. And Emily's like, yeah, well, you thought wrong. And Spencer's like, I know. I'm sorry. And Emily says, you're going to have to work harder than that. I, I-, I betrayed Allison. She's never going to reach out to me again. And Spencer says, she's still just playing games with us. And Emily's like, what are you talking about? And Spencer says, Ali sucked you back in. She knew you were the one pulling away, and that's why she picked you. She wanted to make you feel special so that you wouldn't give up on her. And Emily's like, "That's sick. And Spencer's like, "No, it's brilliant. <laughs> Emily, oh man, it's like they're so on different wavelengths right now. Like Emily is so pissed, and Spencer, I don't think really picks up on that.
1: No, not at first, no.
0: Yeah, because no. Emily's like, it wasn't like that, okay. She was different tonight. She was sincere. Mm-hmm. Which, big LOL to that Like, you yeah. don't understand, Spencer Allie was actually sincere today And Spencer's like, she can trust you But she's not sure about the rest of us Don't you get it? She She's trying to divide us And Emily's like, she wouldn't do that And Spencer's like, wouldn't she?
1: Like echoing the audience,
0: wouldn't she? <laughs> and Emily's like, wait You were listening? This whole time? And Spencer's like, we can't let her become Come between us and Emily's basically like, fuck you. I'd say you're doing a pretty good job of that on your own. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, I'm sorry. And she tries to kind of hug Emily. And Emily screams, don't. And like pushes her hands away and takes off. And Spencer watches Emily go. And then she just turns and like kicks a cabinet.
1: Well, and I love the nice sharp cut from that into one of the plates crashing against the wall. It cracked up.
0: Yeah, so you get the nice sound effect of Spencer's destruction there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the Marigolds had a great time. Hannah says, Wow. The Greeks really knew how to live. <laughs> uh so actually as asked Hannah she wants to throw another stack, and Hannah says that she's just getting warmed up. I am dying though what this really costs. I mean, because like this is basically like soap opera diva accessories. Yeah, like, uh,
0: twenty bucks a stack? I don't know. I mean Maybe that's high, maybe ten.
1: If you went to a place where like they had like mini golf and an arcade and like bumper cars, and they also offered this.
0: I'm pretty sure there are certain kind of like Greek restaurants you can go to where they they do the whole like plate smashing thing. So I, I, I this isn't totally beyond the pale.
1: Well, I mean like, it's like something you do like an Asgard though. After like you enjoyed your cup of mead, you like throw it on the ground, right? Um, another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Hannah stops there, or uh, as she starts to walk away, Hannah stops her, does that thing they do in soap operas where you stop someone, and you're like, "Hey, mom, thanks."
0: Yeah. Now she says, like, "You're welcome." They smile at each other, and Hannah throws another plate. Yeah,
1: she looks so happy to do it. So, and then in the uh, wild juxtaposition of light and dark, we go from Hannah's radiant jubilance to Toby's sullen post-cry face.
0: Well, and the, the way this shot starts, it's uh, it pans over to him from the right, and so it's it starts as just a shot of his loft, and then he, like, comes into frame, like, all pouty. Yeah. And it's just like, oh boy, here we go. The door opens, it's Spencer, here to wreak some more havoc, and... Toby's like, "Where have you been?" And she says, "Uh, just with Emily." And he's like, "I got your message." And Spencer says, "Yeah." And she's like, out of breath, like she's had to like run over here to like fuck with Toby. She's like, "Yeah." So Jessica Laurentis is on the board at Rally, and that must be why my dad changed. And Toby's like, "I signed the agreement." And Spencer says, "What? Wait, when?" And Toby says, "Uh, before he got her message. Doesn't matter." Spencer says, "Of course it does. My dad manipulated you into signing it." And Toby says, that may be true, Spencer. But my dad and I had a long talk, and we decided to move on from this. With it's money. the best thing for our family, and a lot of money.
1: <laughs> um, So, Spencer's like, Toby, you can't do that. There's clearly much more to this cover-up than we know, which, uh, like, let it die, Spencer. But Toby's like, what I know is that my mother didn't kill herself.
0: And you can tell Spencer just wants to say, and... <laughs> Now, whether she fell or some disturbed patient pushed her, it doesn't matter. And Spencer says, it doesn't matter. How can it not matter? Don't you want to know who that disturbed patient is? And Joey's like, stop. Let it go, Spencer. It's over.
1: He's never been more robotic than that, that line.
0: And he gets up and walks away. And Spencer, like, stays in her chair. She's taking these big breaths. It's like she's fighting off tears, but they come anyway. And she's just like, man, I'm fucking everything up tonight.
1: It's wonderful. Yeah, she's like, first it's the Emily, Emily and Allison thing, the Emerson thing, if you will. Um, now her body is trying to cope with this new thing. It's apparently the physical
0: act of stopping.
1: <laughs> it's. Well, it's. Do they make pills for this? Like, how does the Hastings do this?
0: She's re- alienated her relationship with Emily, her, you know, her other, her best friend. And now she's pissed off and alienated her boyfriend. She's like, what is well, going on here?
1: You know, Hannah didn't really like her so much earlier. The last thing that's neat is for, like, Spencer to go over to wherever Arya is, knock on the door, and as soon as Arya opens, Spencer just, like, slap her. <laughs> Spencer been, like, perfect day. I don't um, know if it's
0: truly possible for Arya and Spencer to ever really be mad at each other. They're so simpatico, you know? They
1: would just escalate and give each other, like, shit. Um, So, meanwhile, Hannah's room. Pensive Hannah's just, like, sitting there at desk. She finally picks up her phone. She calls Caleb. Calls Caleb's voicemail. She leaves him the... I think it's like a tragic voicemail because she's misreading, you know... Like, no one informed poor Hannah that Caleb left for a spinoff. She says that she's been playing the last few weeks... I got the dialogue
0: if you want.
2: By all means.
0: Uh, She says, hey, it's me, Hannah. I keep her playing the past few weeks over and over again in my head, trying to pinpoint the exact moment when I lost you. Wondering if I could have done something differently, but I... Just wanted to let you know that it was the best year of my life. And then she hangs up and it's like, she's finally like kind of accepting the breakup now.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Brutal voicemail. I mean, Caleb listening to that, like, how do you not just come back to Rosewood? And then, uh, wind beneath my
1: wings just starts playing. Mm -hmm. and We all cried out. Um, Instead, something far worse <laughs> happens. We cut to Ezra's place. Where well, it, it, sh-
0: it should be mentioned, there's been music kind of in the background of all this. Like, it's a quasi montage, yeah.
1: So, cut to Arya's, or Ezra's place. I keep doing that. Arya has made brownies. At <laughs> Maybe place. it's Arya's place now. Yeah. Uh, Ezra comes home from the store with whipped cream. They. Put a shit ton of chocolate syrup on one of the brownies and some whipped cream, and they start eating it. Ezra's well, feeding. They it. do
0: it like a team, where like Arya has the plate and the brownie. She puts on the chocolate syrup. He puts on the whipped cream, and she like takes a little scoop of whipped cream and eats it. And he he feeds her food like. Look with at his these hands. monsters, mm-hmm. Sid
1: and fucking Nancy here. Mm-hmm. Um. So meanwhile shirtless sweaty jake is beating the shit out of a dummy in his dojo of pain and regret he walks away from the dummy he does this like slow motion kick to his trust like a
0: roundhouse yeah
1: yeah his trusty old lucky punching bag he screams out in pain and falls to the ground
0: well and the way this is shot is great because it's like this music dojo where it's like Arya and ezra having like disgusting happy times like shoving brownies down each other's throats <laughs> and then, like, meanwhile, Jake's, like, beating the shit out of his dummy. He's, like, all abs and glistening and sweat, and he's pissed off. And he's walks over. He's going to roundhouse the shit out of this punching bag. And then, like, he screams out in pain, like, nah, and he, like, falls to the floor, like, grabbing his foot. And we see his foot is, like, bleeding from, like, this, like, cutting it. And he, he kind of like whimpers and crawls over to this punching bag and opens up the tape where he taped it earlier, mm-hmm. and we can see there's a bunch of fucking knives wedged in like knives laid out and
1: shards of broken glass. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's insane. Oh my god, It looks it's like crazy it would hurt.
1: fucked up. Jake's yeah. in a lot of pain. He's like hopping around like like in pain. Then over this, you hear a half second of Ezra's like sinister laughing, like
2: ah.
0: <laughs> Um, oh and yeah. aria and ezra cut back to them they're laughing she's got some whipped cream on her face he kind of like kisses it off and they make out and there's this ominous music playing well,
2: yeah that
1: yeah that thing where it's like yeah he, he she can't wipe it away he has to kiss it off it's clearly a visual metaphor for like a supervillain's like sexual depravity so so who or did this ezra to, Jake? to snowballs
0: was it a was it ezra was it Arya? I don't know. but so Somebody decided to fuck over Jake here. And but, meanwhile, Ezra and Arya are like the evil power couple just like cackling and like eating brownies man, together.
1: Arya loves this like sappy, weirdo, romantic shit while the rest of the world burns. This same exact moment would be playing out with these two. Even if they were like in beachy France and the fucking Nazis are marching mm-hmm. to Paris outside their window.
0: Well, this is why I've always wanted them to be like B.A. together. Mm-hmm. Just this, like, evil, horrible couple.
1: Well, so what needs to happen, though, is, like, I don't know, like, the second to last episode of, like, season seven, uh, you know, provided any, all these characters survive that long, like, Emily, and like, Spencer and Hannah are tied up to polls where Aryan, as we reveal it, they're both A, and then they make the three other liars watch as they have sex or something and, like, cackle <laughs> maniacally and maybe feed each other brownies oh anyway, i'm so sure hannah would
0: have a good line for that
1: yeah <laughs> who's creeping now <laughs> um yeah.
0: yeah we get the a tag here it's roadswood high at night a breaks into a locker seems to know the combination i should yeah it doesn't not breaking in just opens a locker pulls out a copy of the tempest and there's a photo tucked into the pages he pulls out the photo It is a photo of what I think we can assume is Allie and Shauna from when they were kids. And A rips the photo in half right down the middle, like separating the two, and then pulls out a lighter and burns the Shauna side. Actually, that's a match, but yeah. Uh, So, uh uh-oh.
1: I think we could comment on who we think is doing this, but we can't.
0: Yeah, well, it it would seem that A has had it with Shauna here burning the shauna side of this photo
1: um yeah i think at this point in the story you're supposed to believe that
0: mm-hmm. so that was it for close encounters uh we fun are... episode i think we were calling this a uh, this is the in in our own private parlance a david fury episode yeah and that if if you've watched any of the, fo- the shows that uh, david fury has written on he tends to write these episodes that aren't necessarily like the finales or the big reveals, but they're kind of the, the glue episodes that move things along. Except I think he did
1: write, even though it was pretty inconsequential, he did write the 100th episode of Angel,
2: I think.
0: Oh, wow. That should uh, make it to 100 episodes? 200 episodes, yeah. yeah mm. Season
1: 5, before it got canceled. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like moving things along to get to some of the more important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. There's some interesting pictures on the wiki though, I guess, when they did the table read for this particular episode. Um Ian Harding couldn't be there, and I Marlene King was in New Orleans, presumably like doing stuff with Ravenswood. Mm -hmm. But she's like there via Skype. It's just interesting. There's like a there's all of them around the table and then there's like this uh giant T V screen of I Marlene King on it in the background, like overseeing them.
0: Um interesting episode. I like this episode. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, Arya and Ezra being awful is always entertaining. But
1: do you like it as much as the next episode?
0: You know, I feel like we we missed an opportunity to make a hey, Jake, or you hurt or injured now joke. We did. I think he's going to miss out on qualifying for nationals there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll
1: have to settle for regionals if that's a mm-hmm. real thing. Sectionals. Whatever that means.
0: Yeah. That's always a joke. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Next episode is My Goldsmith and Oliver Goldstick, writing and directed by Arlene Sanford. This episode's called "Bite Your Tongue," and this is a, a good one. This is a for fantastic sure. episode. Yeah, has one of my favorite line readings on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we will be back for that next time. Uh, anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, so uh, Norman Buckley gave us a little bit of shit. Um, his episode 902 two know that he that he directed was written by Caprice Crane. So seemingly that was why uh, there was the uh, mega shout out to her book in the last episode.
0: Yeah, uh, her, she, there was a girl reading a book in the last episode. It was her book. We were trying to figure out why that book was on the show. It's because Norman Buckley directed an episode of 90210 that she wrote.
1: Thanks for checking in, Norman We always appreciate it. Uh, and also, Natalie tweeted at us that she uh, listens to the show at work and brings headphones. So rock on, Natalie.
0: Mm-hmm oh uh mikey montgomery's in the next episode so we all have that to look forward to mr mike cool and wayne fields wow mm-hmm. oh
1: yeah wayne fields. oh yeah is a scene of a character that you never thought wayne fields would have been seen with
0: also and not spoil anything an action scene
1: yeah that's right
0: yeah that's all oh, coming also, up next time
1: this is also i think the introduction of our favorite a catchphrase isn't it
0: uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, this next episode's really great.
1: Yeah, this is a good one.
0: Yeah, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we are at BrosWatchPLL2 on Twitter, or you can go to BrosWatchPLL2.com to visit our website page. Uh, if you like the episode, please rate and review us in iTunes. I think we're up to 25 now, so it's mm-hmm. doing very nice. Nobody hates us yet. You can
1: catch some of our uh, our articles in Zizel Magazine. Mm-hmm
0: yeah we have a couple think pieces uh anyway we will be back next time hope you enjoyed it see them bye-bye